happy to be back in the brand new, brand new, newly redecorated World Cup coffee and tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation number 156. I'm Tom D'Antoni. You know, educating our kids is a big enough task, but it doesn't help things when schools don't teach music as part of the regular curriculum. When that happens, private organizations have to step in. One of those is Youth Music Project, which is much more than just a project. It's a fully operating juggernaut with a big facility in West Lynn. They've got classrooms, rehearsal spaces, and performance areas, and a lot of kids, hundreds of them. With me in the coffee shop is Travis McGrain, who is executive director at Youth Music Project. It's a big job with lots of responsibilities and great rewards. Let's meet him and find out more. Travis, welcome to the cupping room here at uh, World Cup Coffee and Tea, our home for coffee shop conversations at Northwest 18th and Gleason. Glad you're here. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Tom. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, I got to say that uh, um, uh, uh, y- your new director of community, what is, what is Lisa's title? Uh, Communications and Community Relations Manager. Yes, Lisa. I, I like to call it uh, the CCR manager to put a little music <laughs> bent on it. Uh, who uh, has written a bunch of stuff for us and actually did one of these coffee shop conversations. Is that right? We could yeah. probably look in the archives and find With it. With huh? a mandolin player. Yeah, indeed. Cool. Uh, so, um, uh, for people who don't know, what is the Youth Music Project? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Youth Music Project is a nonprofit music school. We are in West Lynn, Oregon, and our mission is to provide outstanding education, particularly focused in rock, pop, and country music. Um, and beyond that, aside from just offering the music, a big piece of our mission, I would say a cornerstone of it, is providing access to kids who otherwise wouldn't have access. Mm-hmm. So we provide tuition assistance. Any kid who's on free and reduced lunch can come to our program free of charge. Um, so... Those are sort of two pillars, right? Uh-huh. Music and then access to music. And the third pillar, I would say, is um, e- exceptional performance opportunities. So we uh, have this wonderful home in West Lynn. It was, a, it was an old church, mm-hmm. um, and the church was renovated mm-hmm. about five years ago. It took a little while, but mm-hmm. uh, we have just this beautiful performance space, and all of our kids every term get an opportunity to get up on this uh, incredible performance stage with lights and pro sound and the whole deal mm-hmm. and get just a really remarkable performance experience. And what, what, what age kids? Well, we work with kids as early as one year old. Wow. All the way up through 18. So that's sort of our focus. We do have some adults who come in for private lessons, uh-huh. um, but for our kind of core programming, it's that age one to 18. What does a one year old play? <laughs> <laughs> they play themselves, sort of, right? Um, so that for the early kids, our early childhood program is about age one to five. And for the younger ones, one to four, we do sort of a mommy and me, daddy and me, caregiver and me, mm-hmm. music and art class where they're, um, they're singing, they're moving, they might be playing a little bit of percussion. Yeah, it's sort of on stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of <laughs> being in a positive musical experience. You know, mm-hmm. there's a... Um, and, 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 you know, you can't see me on the podcast, but like yeah. learning how to 
move your body and kind of uh-huh. you know have your mind and body be connected uh-huh. so those are those are some pieces in that particular realm so they don't we don't start the music specific like we're going to sit down and get serious on an instrument until five and that's when we'll say okay you can you can sign up for some private lessons at five <laughs> if you want if you're really getting serious and then at six is when we really start our instrument specific group classes mm-hmm. um, and we we focus kind of in the rock pop and country instruments so mm-hmm. you know ones you'd think guitar bass drums piano the classic kind of rock band instruments um we have vocal classes and we do uh ukulele and violin mm-hmm. and rock bands uh so it's it's quite a it's quite a full scene when do kids when are kids able to recognize tunes you know, I mean, you may not know that. I don't, right. I, it just occurs to me. What do you, when you, how do you mean recognize tunes? You mean like... Well, okay. Um, w- when I was around three years old, uh-huh. uh, as the story goes, my parents took me to a record store. They had record stores back then. <laughs> and, and I knew what I wanted. But I wasn't talking really well at the time. Ah. And I couldn't, I, could, I couldn't get them to understand what I was saying. And it really frustrated me. But eventually, I, I I got them to understand what record I wanted, and I, and and I got it. Well, and that precipitates the question, of course. Do you remember what the record was? Oh yeah, yeah it was Twelfth Street Rag by Pee Wee Hunt. Oh okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was all the rage. It was. It was a huge tune in 1948. Wow. <laughs> 49, I mean. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, so when and when do they start recognizing tunes? Yeah. Well, I would say, you know, if you look at our early childhood classes, we play a lot of the same songs. So they uh-huh. learn those songs. So as far as just um, developmentally recognizing those tunes, mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's a pretty early thing. That's language is mimicking, right? Right. So that's sort of part of what that class is about is is learning that sort of mentorship of being being human how to communicate uh-huh. uh so i would say pretty early when language starts coming in as far as recognizing like a popular tune yeah boy that's anybody's guess i mean i imagine it's it's what we're um what's the word i'm looking for what 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 we're exposed to and how yeah. often we're exposed to it yeah so kids yeah. you know you'll see throughout terms um you know, a couple of years, of course, Taylor Swift was the biggest thing, and nobody nobody could get through the door without singing a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> She's not as in the public consciousness now uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, as she was three, four years ago, so we're not seeing that as much nowadays, but it just kind of depends. Like, if there's a big movie or something like that, you'll see oh, yeah. Frozen, yeah. I remember, a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. My goodness, those songs <laughs> were, were uh, pretty, pretty constant as kids are coming yeah. in asking for music. Why emphasis on pop, rock, and country? Well, you know, a big part of it is um, music in schools. Mm-hmm. Well, that's oftentimes we're, we're losing that, right? We're losing um, those programs. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, even if we're not losing those programs, so often those are geared towards more kind of concert, orchestral, or choir-based mm-hmm. um, ensembles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a music, uh, this is how I got into this. I'm, music is my thing. I love uh-huh. it. I played that growing up. So I love all kinds of music. Yeah. But some kids, they're just, that's not their thing, you know. Uh-huh. Um, they are interested in the popular music. They don't want to play 
saxophone or clarinet. They mm-hmm. want to play a mm-hmm. rock and roll instrument mm-hmm. and play music they're interested in. It's not Yankee Doodle Dandy necessarily or you know some of these old, 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 old tunes that are mm-hmm. um, in the public domain. So that's kind of part of the reason was how can we provide this opportunity for kids that meets them where their interests are? You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I often talk about is we, we focus in rock, pop, and country. But back in your day, if you mm-hmm. wanted to go and learn a Chuck Berry song, mm-hmm. if you got the wrong teacher, they'd say, no, 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 no. you got to learn some Segovia or something. Right. And right. Right. so we don't do the flip side of that. If somebody comes in and wants uh-huh. to learn Chopin, uh-huh. we're going to say, yeah, if this is what turns you on musically, let's, uh-huh. let's go ahead and, and teach you the uh-huh. fundamentals of music through the stuff that interests you because that's the yeah. thing that's going to keep you engaged and keep you excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's, that's a big reason why the rock pop and country is there is that it just wasn't, it just wasn't an angle or an Avenue, mm-hmm. um, in the schools. Since so much music is hip hop, you deal with that at all? It's, that's a good question. We don't, we've done some, uh, we've talked about doing some like beat making and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, we do some songwriting workshops in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if somebody wants to write hip hop lyrics or that kind of, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, then, mm-hmm. then we will uh, work with them, but we don't specifically have like a hip hop program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, our kids are one to 18 and yeah. I would say the, the vast majority of those kids are in the sort of six to 12, 13 range. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these kids are coming in and they're just getting excited about music and mm-hmm. what it's, mm-hmm. what it's about. And they're just starting to learn some of the basic core concepts. So a lot of our focus is giving them those sort of fundamentals on a particular instrument, mm-hmm. you know, understanding how to make a chord on a guitar or a chord on a piano, yeah. understanding quarter notes and half notes and whole notes. And, yeah. and then beyond that, playing, playing with ensembles, playing in groups, mm-hmm. having to listen to your, to your uh, classmates and mm-hmm. hear where they are in the song and um, communicate that way. Some adults actually do that, I hear. <laughs> it's not clear these days, is it? Yeah. Um, what do you find these, the kids, the 6 to 13, say, what, what are they writing songs about? What are they writing songs about? Well, you I mean, know. Are they writing love songs? Are they writing, you know, uh, happy songs, sad songs, angry songs? I think they're writing songs about their experience. Uh-huh. So it depends on what their experience is. Um, you know, some of it is uh, is is going to be precipitated by if the instructor is working with a kid and they're working on songwriting, they'll yeah. start giving him techniques and tools of, well, what are some, what do you want to talk, you, you know, you want to talk about your summer? You want to write a song about your summer vacation? Or do yeah. you want to write a song yeah. about yeah. an emotion, being happy or being sad? And so they'll start using those kind of techniques. But I think it's really just experience. That's what we, that's what all of us as humans want to do, right? We want to mm-hmm. share what our experience is and how, how we're viewing things and feeling things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, how are your classes structured? I mean, are you, you have different classes with different kinds of different instruments or, or styles or what? Yeah. Or, or ages. Right. So it's, it's based on instruments and ages. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, we, we, as I was mentioning earlier, our, um, Group classes start at age five, and we have a class called uh, Seedlings, 
And called what? Seedlings. Seedlings. Ah, seedlings. Gotcha. And basically, this class is for uh, kids um, who are interested in music, and but are not instrument specific yet. So we'll talk mm-hmm. about rhythms. We'll talk about pitch. We'll start teaching some basic kind of composition ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once they get through that, they'll, they can shift into the six to seven year old classes. Mm-hmm. And those are based in generally instrument specific. So we'll have a ukulele class for mm-hmm. six, to seven year olds. Mm-hmm. And our sequence is such where we have roots level classes, which is basically beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, then rockers level is the next level where once the kids in those classes have achieved uh, certain benchmarks, that are associated with the previous class, they can move on to the next class. Mm-hmm. Um, benchmarks like what? Benchmarks like I can play these three chords on the instrument, uh-huh. or I, if you ask me what's a quarter note, I can tell you what a quarter note is, mm-hmm. or um, I understand uh, the sort of common language in guitar, which for a lot of folks is tablature. That's a, mm-hmm. a style of notation. Um, or for piano, it might be I know the notes from middle C on up on the piano, and I can... Mm-hmm. I can kind of navigate those. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we spend a lot of time, you know, constantly reviewing what our benchmarks are and if we need to adjust them at all and how mm-hmm. to work with the kids in those classrooms that, we, that we're seeing uh, day in and day out. Mm-hmm. So uh, but get back to your initial questions. So, you know, these classes are typically instrument-specific, age-specific, mm-hmm. and then level-specific. Mm. So um, that's our group class structure. I will also say that we have rock bands. So, you know, you're going to have kids playing all kinds of instruments in those. Yeah. Or we have a class called Tools of Rock, which is basically, you can call it a sort of rock band for kids who have no experience on any instruments. You get to show up and try a bunch of different instruments, mm-hmm. maybe get a taste of the piano versus a taste of the guitar which might kind of pique your interest and say, ooh, I really liked the drums, actually. I want to go take a drum class and learn that. And the parents go, oh, no. Oh, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a drummer. Uh, that's right. So, um, so that's kind of the general structure. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and uh, how long have you been teaching kids music? Well, I, um, I've, been teaching, I've been teaching for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... When I first came west, which was in the early 2000s... From where? I grew up in Maine, ah. and then I went to school in Vermont. Mm-hmm. I studied music in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in my college days. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I came west, and I started teaching kids in outdoor education, so I'd take them backpacking and kayaking mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, but music has been my passion my whole life. That's, mm-hmm. you know, everything else was carved away from life. Music is the thing that would be mm-hmm. left standing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you're a guitarist. I'm a guitarist. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't judge me for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so I've been teaching music for a long time and, uh, I had my own private teaching studio for many years. Mm-hmm. And then I got involved with the music project about five years ago and, uh, started as an instructor there and then mm-hmm. transferred into the program office and helped develop a lot of the programs. And then I've been the executive director for the last year, year and a few months. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do you still teach? You know, uh, with my day to day sort of duties, I unfortunately am not able to maintain a teaching schedule. Ah. Um, but 
it's near and dear to my heart, and uh, whenever I can interact with the kids, I certainly do. Yeah, you miss it? I do miss the teaching because that's, I mean, that's the whole purpose we're there is, is, yeah. is to give kids these skills, to support them, to give them a positive environment, mm-hmm. to sort of explore their interests mm-hmm. in music. And so I do, I do miss like having a bond with a particular student, seeing them grow. Yeah. The cool thing is, is that with our program, so, you know, we do after school, uh, programs and on average we have like in 2017, the average amount of kids we have coming each week is about 850 kids. Wow. So we have a lot of kids coming through. That's a lot of kids. It's a ton of kids. And Every term we have a concert week. So we do 25 one-hour-long concerts where all the group classes get to participate. And, like, we have 300-plus private lesson students. They get to perform. Uh, and we see these kids perform term after term after term. So mm-hmm. even if I don't know a kid's name, mm-hmm. I've seen a kid for a year and a half and watched them sort of transform and grow up on stage and see their skills progress. Yeah. So there's still that connection, even though I may not be as intimately yeah. connected to the individual student. Huh. Um, and it's just such a beautiful thing to see these kids uh, progress, not only in their, in their skills on an instrument, uh-huh. but, you know, what we are really at Essence is a youth development organization and, right. and giving kids uh, these, these positive opportunities to, to communicate and collaborate and, um, uh, you know, beyond the sort of musical sphere as well. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, how long has Youth Music Project been around, and how did it get started? Yeah, that's a good question. So we launched in 2012, uh-huh. and uh, basically the there was a founding family. There is a founding family, mm-hmm. and they had a couple daughters. They have a couple daughters, mm-hmm. and those uh, one of those daughters in particular was really interested in music. So this goes back to your question, why rock, pop, and country? Yeah. So this family said, you know, we have this daughter here. She's not that excited about the stuff that's going on in the schools. Mm -hmm. Her thing is she wants to be a songwriter and, and have opportunities to perform and you can't go, there's no all ages venues. You can't, Mm -hmm. and even if you are able to go in and perform in a bar or something with your parents, you your friends can't come. Mm -hmm. So they tried for a while to figure out how to get something off the ground to give opportunities to kids to pursue this kind of music. So that's sort of where the launching came from. Mm hmm. And that was in 2012, and it started really as um, uh, there was a we were in a little small house. There were some summer camps, really, and it just kind of grew precipitously. We found this new uh, building that was just down the street from the small building that we were in, mm-hmm. and it's an old church. So you know, to fit 850 kids in it per week, it's a pretty good sized space. Yeah, um, and uh, so that's how it got started. That was the initial sort of beginnings. Uh-huh. You must have a, a pretty good development department. <laughs> yes, well, that is certainly part of the puzzle, yeah. um, and and we do, and we're it's you know being only five six years young, we're a young organization, yeah. so we're still um, trying to tell people, hey, we're here, this is something we're doing, mm-hmm. uh, but to see also the impact of the programs over the last five six years and see them grow the way that they have, mm-hmm. um, it kind of shows the importance of this and the need in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we've been fortunate to have the support, the ongoing support of that founding family mm-hmm. to kind of ah. shepherd us through those, these first years. Yeah. And we, we continue yeah. to um, seek uh, new supporters. 
I was looking at the rates that you charge, and they're, they're, it's very inexpensive. <laughs> it is. You know, that's that access piece. So, as I mentioned, um, if, you, if, there, if you're on free and reduced lunch, if you're a family that receives free and reduced lunch or on SNAP benefits or mm-hmm. is kind of in that poverty level, mm-hmm. then you can come free of charge. But you may not be in that you know, extreme poverty level, but mm-hmm. you have two or three kids. Life's not cheap. Right. You know? Right. So we didn't want to price out even the folks who maybe can afford a stretch of mm-hmm. 150 bucks for a 10-week group class term, but you yeah. got a couple of kids and you're doing it four times a year, plus right. soccer, plus food, plus camps, plus all that stuff. It adds right. up. So, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, those three pillars, one is the rock, pop, and country music. One is the performance opportunities, but the other is that access. Mm-hmm. So it's important for us to kind of manage and, and watch where those prices are to make sure that we're not keeping kids out because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. What, what percentage do you think um, want to become professional musicians? Oh, man. All of them? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know if I've ever really asked that question of, uh-huh. our, of our kids. Uh, I don't know. I can't answer that. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious about that. Yeah. What I, actually, what I'm curious about, too, is to see... Um, so now that we've been around five years, we've yeah. got some kids who've been coming year after year. You know, mm-hmm. some kids... They tap in and they say, okay, this is cool. I tried it, but I'm really more into baseball. I'm going to go do baseball, and that's their thing. And maybe they'll come back for a guitar class or whatever. But there's some kids that you can see that this is their thing. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm really excited about is 15, 20 years from now, Mm -hmm. the impact of this space and place on this community that we're in in Clackamas County, what kind of musicality is going to come out of that? Yeah, You know, how many... How many people um, we've run into, adults, that say, man, I wish I had this when I was a kid. I wish I had this beautiful art space where I can come and learn. It's really community-oriented and Uh um, really supportive. And I wonder what I would have done in my life if I had that opportunity. So I'm kind of curious to see. Have have any of the older kids who are no longer in the program, have they formed bands? Are Are they in bands? There are kids that have continued uh, to 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 play music for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, so here's something that's cool about our program. We have uh, a high school intern program. Ah. So, uh, and it's a paid program where it's basically an after school job where you can come in, you work in classrooms and learn sort of the tools of the trade of teaching and working with kids. Um, and there's other professional development opportunities. We have a, a teen open mic night, which is mm-hmm. third Fridays of the month. Ah. Um, I'm getting away from your initial co- question, but I'll get back to it. I it's promise. Okay. So um, a lot of these kids who are, who are in this teen program, if they don't go away to college, sometimes they stick around. And a couple of them have trans- transitioned into instructors and are now teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's some that are on our admin staff. So uh, there's folks that stay connected to the organization in one shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as the kids that have graduated, um, I haven't heard of any groups at this point that have like graduated and they're still working together as a, as mm-hmm. a rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We have some custom classes of like groups of kids that come together and they say, we want to, we want band coaching essentially. And uh, so we'll work with that particular group for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then our rock bands otherwise sometimes will be they're kind of a general enrollment where whoever signs up for that term gets to be in a band together and mm-hmm. whether they continue or not, mm-hmm. um, you know, it kind of depends on their schedule yeah. the next yeah. year. I was looking at the roster of instructors, and uh, are, are, there's, there's, a lot of them are working musicians, aren't they? Yes, many of them are. Yeah. yeah. I noticed Tyson Stubelik, who's actually more known as a jazz drummer. He is. He's a fantastic he, jazz he's, drummer. He's, he's, he's tremendous. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's a wonderful instructor as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's very... Um, he's very organized and very detail-oriented, and he's, yeah. he's great because he always talks about the... Sort of the the fundamentals of of drumming. What's like the the first rule as a drummer is like you gotta gotta hold the groove. You gotta make the groove happen. Right. So he really kind of instills this. Um, you know, number one. And I sorry, Tyson, if you listen to this and I get this wrong, but one, you gotta get the groove. <laughs> two, then it's the song. You know, what's uh-huh. the song structure? Yeah. And then three is maybe where can you put some fills in or something uh-huh. like that. So he's kind of, he builds uh-huh. it up and uh-huh. always talking about the, the beat, feeling the beat, yeah. and feeling the groove. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's fantastic. We have wonderful instructors. Hmm. How do you go about recruiting them? Well, um, a lot of them have been around for a long time now, some oh, of them f- yeah. for many, yeah. many years. So yeah. um, sometimes it will be, like I mentioned, we'll have some, like we have a couple of instructors who started as high school interns, hmm. and they worked for a couple of years and were in the classrooms and did a wonderful job and then stuck around, and then we did some mentoring of them in the classrooms, and now they're teaching themselves. So mm-hmm. that's one angle. Mm-hmm. Another mm-hmm. is when we have an opening, oftentimes we'll pass it through instructors and if you know musicians know other musicians who are looking mm-hmm. for different things so mm-hmm. we'll get people that way through word of mouth or i know somebody who's also a teacher and yeah. sometimes it's just your good old-fashioned job posting and yeah see who yeah. see who uh comes it must be comes pretty gratifying to you know to to teach to teach a kid to play a play an instrument it is yeah it is it's um when you know what's gratifying is when you when those kids have those aha moments. You know, yeah. When they when you just see their their light beam, when uh-huh. when they think they can't do something and then they they prove to themselves they can. Yeah, that is yeah. extraordinarily gratifying. Yeah. yeah. How do you? This is, I, I, I'm not asking this to be difficult, but how do you deal with somebody who just doesn't have the talent? Yeah. That's a that's a good question as well. You know, because I mean, when when I was um, when I was a, a young man, came up during the folk era, and I got my I got got my fake Martin Gibson <laughs> guitar right. No, it was a Harmony. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the it was the Harmony fake Martin. Those are good. Right? Those are good guitars. They, were, they were fine. Yeah, but I wasn't. I sucked. <laughs> And I couldn't sing, even though I I, I I got gigs in coffee shops, coffee houses, and stuff like that way back then. But I, I realized that I sucked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, you know? But I was I was you know twenty by then, you know, right. or eighteen anyway. How do you deal with 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 levels of talent? Well. Um, sensitively. I mean, these are yeah. kids, right? They're yeah. eight, nine, ten years old. And so a lot of them are still, you know, developing as little beings in the world. Yeah. And so our whole thing is being super supportive. If you show up and you're giving it your best, mm-hmm. that's all we can ask for. And we're going to do everything we can to help you achieve mm-hmm. success mm-hmm. on the instrument and feel good yeah. about what you're doing. Now, 
I personally am of the philosophy that everybody is musical. Everybody can find some sort of musicality mm-hmm. in, in themselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just haven't found the particular instrument that works for you. Right. So that's one thing as well. If this isn't working for you, if you're just if it's not hitting, maybe we got to try something else, and maybe that'll work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's in part, you know, because if you get really discouraged because yeah. you just can't make the thing sing right. then well let's try something else see if you can make that sing see if that feels a little better mm-hmm. there's some kids mm-hmm. who are really you know preternaturally gifted they just pick something up and they're oh, yeah. like, boom you know, yeah. you know I those. hate those kids <laughs> when I was a kid I hated those kids right right exactly how can they do that and I can't what's right. wrong with that it's like well it's like you know it's like playing basketball or anything else right you know? right but you know the, so those kids too the ones that are more advanced we try and give opportunities to be able to to keep them advancing so that they're, they're yeah. able to kind of chew and churn through new material and new yeah. stuff. Yeah. And that's a real challenge. I mean, that's a challenge. We're, you know, our, our group classes are pretty small. We keep them to about six kids typically. Wow. So that's something that we, we have certainly on the schools, which are much bigger classrooms. Right. So we're able to give a little bit more focused attention. But even then, you have a kid who's just riffing away and is doing great and a kid who's like never picked up the instrument right you know that's where our benchmarks come in and that's where we really try and Mm -hmm. be mindful and thoughtful how we sequence these kids through Mm -hmm. you know what i think about um when i was a kid and it wasn't with music i had positive experiences with music which is probably why i stuck with it yeah but i remember being on a soccer uh team and i remember playing soccer Mm -hmm. and kind of Mm -hmm. enjoying it and but i have this distinct memory one time being in a soccer line and i was just standing there and a kid turned around and just punched me right where you don't want to be punched (laughs) as a as a little boy right or any any (laughs) time and i remember right after that going home being like man Soccer stinks. I don't want to play yeah. soccer. <laughs> and my point here is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's probably not hard to deduce, but for us, the social experience has such impacts. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if we can make it a positive environment, if you don't like music or you feel like you're not going to do well with it, that's your choice to make. Mm-hmm. But we don't want you to make that choice because somebody was discouraging to you right. or somebody was not nice to you. Right. You know, like make the, make the decision based on the merits of, geez, I don't like music or I really hate guitar or right. whatever. Right. Not because my instructor is a, a jerk or my, yeah. my classmates are not nice to me and there's nobody yeah. supporting, you know, uh-huh. me and, and kind uh-huh. of watching uh-huh. out for me. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's we're a really welcoming place, and and if you're interested and you want to be here, we want you to be there, and we're yeah. going to work with you. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's not necessarily good. the world we live in at all the time. Good, so. to, good, good to know. Yeah. All right. Well, it seems like you, it sounds like you guys are doing a great uh, a great thing. You know, uh, uh, it, it's it's uh, hasn't been around long. It's it's huge. You have got a great building and facility. I mean, geez. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I mean, we do this. Um, it's it's quite a it's quite a it's quite a school. I mean, we we have yeah. in 2017 we had over 1,550 kids coming throughout the year, and uh, you know that those are just the individual kids, but mm-hmm. they signed up for over 3,500 classes, and so wow. we're just. You know, every every ten weeks, we're putting up a new schedule and uh-huh. kind of getting everybody in the doors and, and playing music. And right now, when I came up here for this interview, we were in the midst of our summer camps, which are day camps, wow. which are fantastic. Kids get um, yeah, they're just fantastic. 
Well, listen, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thanks I mean, for having uh, me. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, just keep up the great work. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. Thanks.